Hey there listeners, welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin, I'm on the phone with Brian, and on this week's episode we're going to do a special show. Instead of our typical movie review, we're going to do a top 5 kills episode where Brian and I will count down from 5 our top 5 kills from horror films. Um, <laughs> five. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that that's is there any explanation to give here? Uh, yeah, I just felt like the word five wasn't in there enough, so I oh, threw yeah. one more in there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, so, unlike other episodes, we won't take a break. Uh, we'll just jump into some of our rationale and background on how we picked this films, and then we will count down. Uh, I think what was the number? Was it four? We we make these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, we always make these top fives, but then we usually save five bonus ones at the end too. So it's kind of a top ten. Yeah. I. I oh man. I, I was thinking that. Like I made my list of five, and I'm like, oh man, Brian's always gonna have like an extra five. So I wonder why we just don't call these like top ten if we're always gonna have an extra five. I don't know either. It's a little weird of us. I feel like we usually cover the first five in more detail, and then list off the the final five with a little bit less coverage. Okay, got but it. But we like probably how? could start making these top teners. Yeah, yeah, I guess we could. Or you could just stop adding in that extra five and could stick to the top, the top five. <laughs> but yeah, either one is good. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's jump into it. Uh, Brian, how did you define kills when you were looking into this? So I'm coming at this per- from the perspective of kills slash death. So it's not necessarily like a killer kills somebody. Mm. It's somebody dying in a horror movie um most of mine are a killer killing somebody but but just to clarify it's not always that it's just kind of death is where i'm coming from death death from death from being killed though right like not death from like natural causes it's not yeah (laughs) i mean someone slowly passing away of old age is not on my (laughs) list okay I put this uh, on there because it was so peaceful and they were surrounded by family. It had to be on my list. Seemed really loved and like it would be a good memory. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think uh, kills and deaths, uh, I, I agree with you. I, I think the one area I struggled on sometimes with some of these is, was yours always the death or killing of like a, a good character by an evil character? Or do you have like have a mix of like, you know, um, like a, a good guy killing like demons or something. Mine are always good people dying. Okay. But I didn't rule out something that was, you know, somebody killing the baddie or a zombie or something like that. I didn't rule those out. I just didn't include them. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I think most of mine except one fall into that. There was one kill that wasn't necessarily like the the baddie killing someone or, or that. Um the other thing to I wanted to ask you was, oh yeah, how did you start? Like, did you just like think of your favorite movies or like scenes you remembered, or what was your kind of like approach to this? Yeah, I kind of scrolled through some movies we've discussed on the podcast to see if anything would refresh my memory. I should have gone through my letterbox to see what I've been watching the past year or so. I probably would have come up with some ideas from that, and then I, I ended up googling some of the best kills in horror movies. That helped me round it out a little bit. Most of them kind of were on the top of my mind or things I considered anyway. Um, But Mm. yeah, I I always end up having to Google at least to round out the list other articles that people have written about what the top whatever many kills are. And oftentimes I disagree with a good chunk of the list, but usually I can find one or two that I forgot about that I want to tack onto my list. Yeah, same. I feel like I went with like scenes that like either I remembered really well or then like I would Google and like be like, oh yeah, we talked about like that death and like that was a good one. It stuck out, uh, so that always helps because uh, it's hard to remember like half of these anyway. I really wish, and I think people are going to be angry with us no matter what because their favorite kill or two or three is inev- inevitably going to be missing. Yeah, I just wish that like as I was watching movies, I was for the past like five years, I was just like putting in a little bucket like, oh that kill was pretty cool because yeah, I know. I know. We've seen some lately where I'm just like, that was incredible, and I wish I could recall them to put this on this list. I know. I know, man. I I, think I I have a decent list, but I know certain people are going to be mad that I missed them, and I know there's going to be 
movies I rewatched later where I'm like, that 100% should have been on my list. Yeah, yeah, totally. I know. This and, one was uh, harder to compile than most of the lists we do. It was, man. I feel like I gave you like three options of lists we can compile, and you picked like the hardest one. So <laughs> yeah, this was this was a challenge because yeah, kills kills can be kind of hard to remember, and it's a mix of like we see so many kills every week, uh, weeks. Uh, like I, yeah, every week when we're watching these films, we're we're just like seeing we're bombarded with these, and so uh, it is hard to like kind of recall all of them, and uh, I, also. Um, I mean, alternatively, like, I, I think like, you know, I, I looked at like some of our favorite films that like from our top five, uh, movies, whatever. Um, a lot of those don't necessarily have like a high or creative kill count. Like a lot of times scary films, uh, may not like have those, all like the supernatural ones and stuff. Kills aren't really like the creative kills aren't really like the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, some, a few of the ones in my top five, maybe just two have some creative, like good guys killing bad guys kills. Yep. But, um, yeah, even though I didn't rule those out, they didn't come to the top of my mind when I was creating this list. So, I mean, there's some great, like, zombie and demon kills. I almost feel like that could be its own list, though. That could be, yeah, yeah, the whole, like, ripping off of skin and stuff. Like, yeah, we see, like, so much of that, right? Yeah, yep. Oh, man, that just reminds me of, uh, yeah, a film that I forgot to think about. Okay, cool. Uh, I actually made... In my, and I'm wondering if you did this, did you make like a grid of any chart or were any Excel spreadsheets used in your calculation here? I did not use a grid or a spreadsheet, but I did figure out like a few commonalities that I was using. I didn't think about these and then come up with my list, but then I came up with my list and thought about some of the things these have in common, elements that they share or don't share, reasons they're on my list. And I, I came up with five facets to a kill that that make me consider it a good kill oh cool i got five too let's uh you oh. want to compare our fives wow we did not have a plan for this episode so that's <laughs> that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's... let's each let's take turns discussing these five elements and then we'll get to our top five kills okay all right uh sounds good so i had a spreadsheet because i'm not like an amateur like you so my first uh variable here was originality creativity slash creativity uh, I, just like, I have the same. I have creativity. Ah, damn. Nice one. All right. What's your, what's your next criteria? Uh, I'm a little bitter that I don't have a spreadsheet. There are a few things <laughs> that I'm competitive about, but spreadsheets might be one of them. I know. I thought you'd be all over this. Right? Um, yeah. Gore, inevitable. A, a gore is an element that can earn, uh, kill a spot on this list. It's not exclusive, but I don't need the gore. But if it's, if it's done well, then it's a candidate. I got gore as well, but as I went through the films, I retitled it to appropriate amount of gore because certain films, like, they're leaning into the gore. Some aren't, but that necessarily... I didn't feel like that should necessarily, like, pull away from it, so I called it appropriate gore. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, surprise. Yeah. Ooh, surprise. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have that. That's, that's a good one. All right. So give like me one the, of yours. Uh, yeah, I had, like, build-up suspense. Okay. Yeah, Not. I mean, that's kind of similar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I took some of the suspense element out of it. I kind of like isolated the kill itself. But mm. that being said, it's hard to totally divorce the kill from the suspense around it. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, that, that's what other thing I, I, I struggled on. I wasn't sure what angle you would take. Like, uh, are we just talking about like how someone is killed, or are we talking about like the ecosystem around it, or like the the atmosphere that's like built up for that kill? Sure. Uh, which I, I would argue like is a big part of a lot of horror movie kills. What do you no, think? No, I agree. I agree. Okay. I tried to isolate it, but I, I don't know why or to what end. It was it was a weird exercise coming up. It's like one of those things where you get so in the weeds that you come out and you're like, what have I even done? Like, <laughs> What do I do with all this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't even know if I could make a totally different list tomorrow if I was in a different headspace. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's how these lists always go. Uh, what's, what's another variable you had? Uh, I called it execution, Ooh, like nice. basically just how it's filmed, how it's shot, how it's directed and mm. performed, like all the technical movie making elements that came into play. Cause some wow. of them are just like, if they had been shot differently or directed differently, they wouldn't make the list, but some things are just done so right that it just works. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important one. Uh, a lot of times that, that plays like a huge role, right? In making the scene work. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. about you? What's a uh, fourth uh, criteria for you? Uh, scariness, uh, just like, was it scary? I, I kind of blends me with like your surprise comment, but, uh, just like, yeah, how, uh, scared I was, I guess. 
Boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't that be something in a kill? Like, don't you want it to be scary? No. You, you, yeah. Scariness. You, that's the thing we disagree about sometimes on the podcast, too, is like, you yeah. want things to be scared and you want it to be scary. And I do, too, but I often yeah. forget about that element of horror movies, strangely. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think I've, I've, that's one of my learnings as we go through horror films, like the scariness isn't always implied. Yeah. Uh, what's, no, I mean, what's, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. What's your last one? My fifth and final one that actually is pretty important across my list um, is something I call the authentic distress. Hmm. Like if I see the character or characters truly be affected and like terrified and you can kind of have empathy for them, then that's, that is something, again, that's kind of like you saying you encapsulate suspense with the kill. I guess I encapsulate the distress by the character or characters into the kill too. So you know, maybe maybe I'm taking too broad of an approach with that. No, no, that's good. Are you talking about like their performance then maybe? Yeah, a little bit like... the performance and how it's directed and or written. I guess mostly performance, it, it, it turns out, I think. Um, you'll start to see what I mean probably as we go through the list. Yeah. No, I think my last variable is very similar to yours. I, I looked at likableness of the character because I, I, I do think mm. if you're killing someone and you want to be impactful, like as the audience, you have to be pretty bought into like who that character is or to some degree kind of like them so that you feel some uh sympathy or empathy for them as they're being killed so i, sure. I think it's a similar vibe to what, what you're saying there yeah i, I think that, i think we're barking up a similar tree okay cool sounds good all right well then what do you what do you say should we start from five and go down let's start from five and work our way up to number one all right cool so starting from number five uh you want to take the first go at that yes and Gang, as we do this, I think, you know, there. some of you might not want to have these kills spoiled. So I think we'll say the name of the movie um, so that you can have a moment to skip ahead if you don't want to hear a spoil a kill from that movie. And I will say that most of mine are characters you kind of know are bound to die at a certain point. Sure. Yeah. None of mine are huge plot spoilers. How about you? Um... You know, uh, no, no, well, yeah, well, no, I, yeah, no, probably not. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so, so that, that's pretty clear and we'll yeah. <laughs> keep on no going. No question there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number five is from Halloween two from 1981 and this is the hot tub kill. Do you remember this one, Ashwin? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I had kind of forgotten about it and and saw it on a list and went back and rewatched it and I was like, yeah, yeah, that one's pretty good. So Michael turns the heat up on the hot tub and grabs this woman and grabs her hair and then it's just like holding her underwater, which is always terrifying to me. Uh, I'm afraid of water, so that freaks me out. But then you're also seeing the temperature gaze rising on the hot tub and her face Every time she comes up for air, her face is more, like, burned and bubbly and oozy. Uh, And that adds an authentic distress element for me because she keeps being pulled out for air. And, you know, there's this horrible gasping for breath and hoping it won't happen again. You can really kind of put yourself in this character's shoes. Um, So that's where my authentic distress differs a little bit from your likable character because this is just like a throwaway character but yeah in this moment you see her truly like fighting for breath and fighting for her life so totally yeah that's a very memorable scene um and like it it follows like right after they've had sex in that hot tub right yeah 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 which makes for like a fun dynamic uh after sex a little after sex death for sure (laughs) um I also think it's creative, too, because it combines... It may sound simple, but it combines, like, the drowning element and the burning of flesh. So yeah. it, it's kind of creative to me, and it's gory with the effects on her face. So wow. it hits the, those three elements, and uh, I think it's a pretty gnarly kill. Yeah, yeah, good pick there. Oh, good good one to start. When you said Halloween, too, I thought you were going to mention the uh, syringe. Isn't there, like, a syringe in the eye of a doctor or something? There is a good syringe kill on that one, too. Many of these movies had kills that I probably could have 
I don't know. At least three of them, I think, have other kills I may have put a, put on the list. Oh, yeah. 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 Halloween's a good one for that. But yeah, that's a great one, man. I, I think uh, I first read that one like in a book that was like uh, made after the movie came out or something. And I liked that scene a lot. And then, yeah, seeing it in, on film was awesome. Like the novelization of the movie? Yeah, exactly. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Cool. All right. Uh, good number five there. My number five actually breaks that first rule we talked about where it's usually uh, the villain killing someone. This one is your next, and it is the the blunder to the head where Sharni Vincent's character uh, attacks one of the assailants. She's having a fight with two of them in the kitchen, and for one of them, she throws a blender on his head and plugs it in, and we see it just kind of like chomping down on his head and like uh, just ripping him up. Uh, I thought that was like a really powerful moment in the film, and uh, really, I think she's a likable character there, and you're kind of rooting for her, and it's just a, like a really badass way to like kill these people who've kind of been torturing her the whole time. Awesome. Awesome, man. I'm glad you put that on the list. I've got my list of 10, and then I've got like five at the bottom that I kind of like put on paper but never really did anything with, five or six oh, of them, and yeah. that, that's one of them, the blender kill from your next. So I'm glad you put that on there. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun one. Uh, all yeah. right, number four then? Yeah, so number four, I'm just realizing I did this accidentally. I, I'm sticking with the franchise here. My number four kill comes from Halloween, the original from 1978. And this one, I, I don't know if many people would understand me putting this on this list. Um, I don't think it's thought of as like a great kill. But something about when he kills Annie Brackett in the car really freaks me out. Like that really hits the authentic distress mark for me. She's just like wide eyed, eyes bulging out of her head as he's strangling her. And then, like, there's a surprise element of him in the back seat, which you could kind of predict. But I think the really surprising thing is here that he's strangling her, and you're watching this drawn-out strangulation, and then he, like, slits her throat as well. Oh, um, the combo. And it's just, like, really mean yeah. and violent. And I feel for Annie. I think she's a really likable character. I think next to Lori, she's the most likable character in the film. And then... Well, this was an element I experimented with putting in my top, in my five criteria, but I didn't end up there. Like the immediate aftermath of a death. Oh, what happens with the immediate aftermath there? Well, she fall, her head goes lifeless and falls onto the horn. Oh. And so you just hear the horn, car horn honking for yeah. like an extended amount of time. And then they the camera cuts to the front door of the McKenzie's, or no, not the McKenzie's house, the shit I don't remember the house that Lori's babysitting at and it's just like quieter like so to show you like hey Lori Lori can't hear this yeah great cutaway to yeah the silence it's just wow. a really haunting disturbing kill to me yeah that's awesome man um that was a really good one and I think is that like the first death at like for that night when, when the kills start happening I think it is yeah I think she's the first one to go unfortunately mm, yeah Cool. Yeah, um, that, I think I can't remember now. I feel like it. That like that, that's I haven't I watched that movie in like two or three years. I need to rewatch really? it. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, yeah, I thought, thought she was the first, and then like the other couple uh, have uh, get it, and then like ghost story. But yeah, that, that that's a great kill. Good one. Good scene. Also, something about being in like such a close uh, close space, like a car. Like, uh, where do you go from there? Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah. you also feel like. You should be able to drive somewhere, but they're in the car with you. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. So what's uh, your number cool. four? Good one, man. Uh, yeah, my number four is uh, from The Thing. And uh, I was torn because, like, uh, I think to your point about the last movies, like, the number of, like, pretty creative and amazing kills in that film. But I honed in on the blood test kill. Uh, I thought it was an awesome buildup where they're testing each person's blood individually to see who is possessed by the thing or, you know, infected by the thing. Um, so a, a lot of, like, uh, great suspense that's happening there. Uh, you have characters who are, like, I know one of our critiques of John Carpenter's, uh, his characters in, in the development there kind of makes you a little bit distant from them, but I think it works pretty well in this scene because there's this overall sense of, like, distrust between all of them. Uh, the gore here and the creativity of the effects are, you know, stand out, and I think, like, the thing is probably, like, one of the best when it comes to, like, really creative monsters and special effects there. 
Uh, and uh, I, I thought like the the thing that like it turns into and like how it like chomps down on this other guy uh, was pretty scary and, and gory as well. So yeah, I had that as my number four. Nice, great choice. Yeah, a very tense scene. So, and yeah, gory, creative, good, good stuff, yeah. man. I'm glad you put yeah. it on there. Yeah, it's got some good elements. I was torn between that one and then the the one where he's doing the de- be, uh, the defibrillator. Is that how you say it? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> great. The defibrillator just like falls into his chest. Yeah, and his hands get cut off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I love the build up on the blood test. Uh, what about awesome. you? What's your What's your number three? My number three is from a movie that I don't think you've seen, so I'll, I'll be spoiling a kill for you, but I don't think you'll mind. Uh, it's from Maniac from 1980. Oh, okay. Directed by William Lustig, and it is the shotgun to the head kill. There are these two characters who kind of like, on a date, they're in a car together. Um, it's Tom Savini who plays the the male character. He's with a woman in the passenger seat. And like something's up, they feel like someone's outside the car. And then the killer just like runs up to the car, jumps on the hood with a shotgun, and shoots Tom Savini in the head, and his head just explodes. Wow. And okay. the blood goes all over the woman next to him, so you have a little bit of like the distress element there. But like of the five elements that I outlined at the beginning, just like well executed is the element that fits this one. It's just like, it sounds kind of boring to describe it if you haven't seen the movie. Like, okay, someone gets a shotgun to the head, but you don't really know where the guy is. And then he just kind of like slow motion sprints onto the hood. And it's just like weirdly well done and haunting. And Maniac's... It's kind of like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, Ash. Like, okay, not that serious, but it's just like scuzzy and dirty, like 1980s yeah. New York movie. Sure, it has uh, like grittiness. Yeah, very gritty. And there's something about this scene that's just like, whoa. Wow, um, I gotta, I gotta check that out. I'm surprised yeah. it's like a shotgun kill and that like made your like a, like a gun violence kill. Yeah, uh, yeah. And when I've got talked on the podcast before about how gun violence doesn't seem like it'd be like a good creepy fit in a horror movie but to me it's it's very haunting and disturbing yeah 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 it's not typically used but i can see how that could be like kind of shocking when it is yeah used. so actually the surprise element it probably hits here as well like yeah yeah cool oh man i'll have to see that movie that sounds really good yeah i think you i think you might like it i it's, if you turn it on you might think okay this is not a film i'm gonna enjoy just like a sleazy 80s slasher but there's something more to it um it's it's got a little a little something extra, a little bit of a deeper movie, and a, a solid performance from the lead. So it's cool. You should check it out. We'll probably cover it at some point. We should. We should. It sounds like a that's a pretty well known one, I think, right? Yeah, and I think its name has been even more in um, the conversation lately because, oh, uh, what is that guy's name? Elijah Wood. I think he produced uh, a remake of it. Oh, cool. Elijah Wood, that guy, the actor? I think he produced and starred in it. Wow. I'm really mm-hmm. talking out my butt here, so sorry if I'm getting this wrong, people, but I, I think okay. so. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's let's check that out. I'm really curious. Let's see that scene. That guy with the shotgun, is the maniac? Uh, yes, yes it is. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, and Tom Savini's in there. That's cool. Uh, all right, good pick, man. Uh, yeah, yeah he my... did the effects, too, of the head explosion. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, then you know it's awesome. Oh, right, yeah. Right. Toss me some, some good stuff. Uh, all right. My number three was uh, a film that I think we saw a few years ago called Terrifier. And it is the scene where Art the Clown is peeling uh, the body of the, the main uh, character's best friend, I think. Um, and he also ends up taking a chainsaw and, uh, oh yeah, that's what he does. He takes a chainsaw and drags it down, uh, her middle while she's hanging upside down from a circular thing. Um, pretty gross, uh, good gore here, uh, good buildup and suspense, just art, like his, his presence and like his makeup and the way he goes about it and his expressions through it is like pretty haunting. So definitely like really scary, gory, and you definitely, I, I felt like pretty sympathetic for uh, this main character who's like having to watch her friend get cut up. So, uh, yeah, I had that as my number three one. 
That is definitely one of the more disturbing and gory and outrageous kills I've ever seen. So it that, is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's okay. intense. It's it's over the top. It's gross. It's also yeah. kind of like got this dirty sexual violence to it. It's it's uncomfortable. Um, it is. Yeah. But I'm glad it's on the list. I I mean, I think discomfort is part of part of the horror movie experience. So cool. I'm yeah. glad you put it on there. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a hard one to watch. Uh, reminds me a little bit of like some new French extremity stuff we've seen, um, but yeah, it's it's almost like a different tone, a little bit. Here yeah, yeah, new French extremity can be like that too, just like brazenly misogynistic and like everything that people who frown upon horror movies think that a horror movie is. It's just like yes, yes, I am those things. Right, right, yeah. All right, oh, man. well, yeah. What what about uh, your number two? My number two, you have seen, it is A Kill from Suspiria from 1977, directed by Dario Argento. And this is the opening kill. Um, And this is where something you said comes into play, too, where just like the whole scene from from the very beginning, it's like a five to ten minute sequence that's just the pursuit of this victim. And it's all cool, but the kill itself is just, it's like perhaps the most beautiful kill I've ever seen, which is a weird thing to say, but mm-hmm. Suspiria is just a beautiful movie, you know, the colors and, and the way it's shot and everything. And the music, so, right? And the music, yeah. Yeah, and you see this woman's, like, heart being stabbed, which is ridiculous that the wound is big enough for you to have this, like, great glimpse to see her heart pumping blood. Yeah. But seeing the knife go into a pumping heart and then, like the aftermath of it all he sends her down through the stained glass on a rope and the stained glass breaks off in chunks and kills her friend it's just gross and creative and beautifully shot and executed we see the view of like the whole scene itself with her dangling and the roof the stained glass on the roof is beautiful it's an incredible moment it's like one of the most incredible moments in any horror movie and i think that same thing made our top five opening scenes list oh interesting yeah right i think we at least mentioned it in that episode yeah yeah i think you're right uh yeah man that that movie is like so artistic right off the bat and uh yeah that kill really gets you like that they keep that tone going it's it's pretty special yeah yeah i think it's pretty awe-inspiring so i that's why i have it so high on the list cool that's your number two that's my number two. Getting close. Nice. What's your number two? My number two is a film from 2018. I think 2018. Uh, Hereditary. <laughs> I knew this would be on your list. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of, uh, when you Google it, a lot of people have this film, but they talk about the head popping off uh, the daughter, which, uh, yeah, it's like a shocker. But the kill I went for is the mother uh, with the rope uh, on the ceiling where she's just kind of like, first you hear it, then you see it and you try to believe it <laughs> and then, uh, just like how how she's moving like in a really jagged way and just sawing at her neck and then another scare is happening where like this group of like random old people are just showing up hanging out there uh, and then you're seeing this through like the eyes of uh, her son who's a character I think we've gotten pretty close to throughout this film so uh, yeah it's just a lot to take in and I love that you also her actual death, I think, like happens off screen. Like you just kind of hear like a thud and it's like her head landing. So it leaves a lot to the imagination, which pulls out the gore. But I think you don't feel like you're missing out on it because you can kind of like visualize and hear it. And you saw like the mother on the ceiling, uh, like you saw the scary part of this. So I thought I thought this one hits pretty hard. Damn, man, I thought you were going to talk about the daughter, but I'm glad you chose that one. That's really cool. That one was haunting in its own way. And I also feel like the daughter dies in a moment where the movie is a traumatic family drama. Oh, yeah, totally. The daughter kill hits so hard that I almost have a hard time thinking thinking of it as a horror movie death. It's just a horribly traumatic thing to happen. It's too real for me to like it is. Yeah. dwell on too much. But right. I loved, and I know some people felt the opposite about Hereditary, where they loved the beginning and then thought it got messy at the end. I loved oh. when Hereditary got supernatural towards the end. It became kind of chaotic and wacky. Yeah. 
I thought that formula worked because like that, yeah, you have your first and second part, which is just like so drama heavy and slow. And then it just like kind of goes loose at the end uh, that, that, that like I thought that dynamic worked really well and kind of drove home like the impact of some of those kills at the end. Agreed. Agreed. I thought that was a really cool scene and it is disturbing. It's just like hearing yeah. that thump makes it even more disturbing than seeing the whole thing happen. Yeah, the thump and like it being her, his mother, who I, 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 I forget, but she was probably possessed at that point, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was fine. <laughs> she was what okay. makes you think so? <laughs> it was just having a migraine or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the headache. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, are, is it time for our number ones? It's time for number one. Oh, boy. You ready for all the hate that's going to come our way? You know, I know at least one person's going to be happy with me for my number one pick. Is it going to be me or someone else? It's going to be Big Turkey from our Discord server. Oh, okay. (laughs) So for my number one pick, I chose A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master from 1988. This is another one you haven't seen. Yeah. The movie is directed by Rennie Harlan. And this is Debbie's death, which is also known as the cockroach kill or the roach motel kill. And I feel a little bad spoiling this for you, Ashwin, because it's just so genius. This one scores high on my creativity uh, scale. So Debbie's like this tough girl that hates bugs. And in this movie, Freddie like kills a lot of people like according to their personality. So she's tough and she hates bugs. That's like the two things we know about her. And while she's lifting weights, Freddie holds the weight, like while she's bench pressing in such a way that causes her arms to snap in half. So she's kind of like flapping these like arms around that are like bent way too far back the other way at the elbow. And from these open wounds in her arms emerge cockroach legs. (laughs) Oh my God. And she turns into a cockroach slowly and then gets stuck in this cockroach trap and like her face gets stuck in the like goo and she tries to pull her face up and some of the skin comes off her face Holy and shit. then Freddie like squishes the cockroach hotel on his hand and, and she's she's dead so it is a wildly creative and wacky kill that's also pretty gory and weirdly kind of disturbing as well so that's awesome damn yeah I, I, I gotta get through that series man it sounds like the, you got some fun stuff ahead there's some fun stuff in there, and actually, um, I think another kill in the franchise makes makes my honorable mentions. Yeah, I think Kevin might have... Oh, yeah, I got them in an honorable mention as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, was, I had a feeling you'd be bringing that franchise in, so wow, you went part four. That, that's that's a creative kill, man. That's uh, someone turning into a bug. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely imaginative. You don't see that every day. No, you don't. <laughs> Well, shit. Now, yeah. Now, you know, my, my number one is actually like pretty tame, but I feel like it's more iconic than anything. Um, but it's definitely like no bug getting or person getting turned into bug and squashed. Um, so my number one was uh, a film that I think yeah we probably talked about in our top openings, and I think is still like one of the most memorable kills because of how it plays out. It's uh, Scream from what 1996. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's uh, Drew Barrymore at the beginning. Uh, love like the cat and mouse play between her and uh, Ghostface on the phone, and then she's all obviously like really likable. We get some great gore, uh, one with the watching the death of her boyfriend, and then also when she gets skinned while she's holding her phone, trying to talk to her parents who just missed her by a few minutes. Uh, this and, and you know they yeah, pretty pretty haunting and scary. I remember being freaked out by this uh, the first time I saw it. Um, like just someone being home alone, the popcorn going off and you're just being kind of uh, stalked and killed. So just felt a lot of elements of this feel really real uh, and then like tragic at the same time. So yeah, this one hit me as like one of the best kills uh, out of horror films. Awesome, man. Yeah, and that's that one didn't make my list, but I think it's like a slight difference in methodology. So much of what makes that special to me is the stuff around the kill. Mm-hmm. But even when I isolate it to just the specific moment from like her first moment of being stabbed to everything that happens from then on. Oh yeah. You know, that that's all still very intense and like some of the most emotional parts of the movie. So Yeah, yeah. I I feel I probably should have had that on my list, but I, I'm glad you have it as number one. I think it deserves to be there. It is haunting. And actually I have a friend here who's trying to get like more into horror movies. So he's kind of willing to watch some stuff with me and he had never seen Scream. So 
we just watched that together like three days ago. So I got to see it with him and it was his first time. And that scene, man, I just, I still get chills when the mom picks up the phone and can hear her daughter. Like it, it yeah. freaks me out, man. Yeah, I know. I know. That's like sad to hear. And I feel like the music also kind of like swoops in there and it's just like really sad and like orchestral. Yes. And uh, there's like this, yeah, kind of crazy sense of like, holy shit, like she's dead out there and like getting word. And she's kind of like, she's hung from a tree, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and disemboweled. Yeah. Right. Right. Pretty gruesome kill. It is uh, very gruesome. Uh, yeah. It's, nothing hits harder. I mean, having just rewatched that movie, I still love the whole thing, but nothing hits harder than that opening scene. Like it never gets more violent. It never gets I more know. scary. It never gets more emotional. Isn't that crazy? Like you've got how many films you've got five now and like still like the peak of the whole franchise is like the first 15 minutes of the first one. Yep. Also, (laughs) I'm sure we hopefully talked about this in our episode on Scream, but this time through, I really noticed Drew's performance. Her performance is Mm. awesome in that scene. Like that is a big part of why that scene is so amazing. Um, Yeah. She gives an awesome performance from and like, especially comparing it to like the opening scene in Scream 5, mm-hmm. uh, a movie which I just thought was okay. The acting was just like light years different. It was just like, oh my God, look at this compared yeah. to that. Like how can yeah. people put five ahead of the first one? I know. I don't think they've, they've ever been able to recreate that successfully. And yeah, the, her range of acting there, like going from like kind of coying with him and like having a good time to like kind of like screaming uh, in agony. It's, it's wild. Good it's range. cool. Yeah, bravo, Drew. Good job. Great pick. I, I love. I like your list a lot. Hey, thanks, man. I like yours too. The 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 ones I've seen. Um, hey, why does Drew Barrymore get so much uh, heat these days? Is it because of Fifty First Dates? Uh, I don't know. Does she get hate? I feel like uh, anytime like you see a reference to her, it's always like making fun of her. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think there's some good mockeries done of her, but I, I don't feel like she's highly regarded. Um, oh, okay, interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I I like her. Yeah, yeah, I thought she did. She had, she had a decent career. Maybe now with like that reality TV show she has, or like that talk show she has, maybe that's kind of diminishing her reputation. Oh Not yeah, sure. she does have a talk show, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, all right cool. man. Well, you want to do like? Did you put yours in order, or do you just have a, a little handful of five? No, I learned from my mistake last time, so I did order them. Uh, so yeah, you want? What's your number six? <laughs> maybe we should just outright call this top ten episode. We'll see how much I we know. have to say. All right. So. My number six, I feel I wanted to put it in my top five, but it's a movie I only saw once 12 years ago, and I only have a vague memory of this kill, but it mm-hmm. haunts me. The movie is Piranha 3D from 2010, huh. okay. directed by Alejandra. Oh, man, I never remember how to pronounce his name. Oh, yeah. The Probably guy that Alejandra did the. Aja. Yeah, the guy that did the alligator movie, right? The Crawl? guy that did, yeah, he did Crawl. He did the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. Okay. Um, so there's that movie is crazy gory, by the way. We should probably do that at one point. And I actually found another kill on YouTube that I was like, oh, maybe I should put that one on my list. Oh, yeah. It's just a bloodbath of a movie. But okay. there's a scene after the piranha attack, like all these people, where it's just carnage afterwards and two men are carrying a woman from the water. Like one of them has her hands and one of them has her, like one of them's carrying her arms and one of them's carrying her feet, you know, that, that whole thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And she (laughs) rips in half in their arms and just her guts just spill out. Wow. And it's just like, I hadn't been super well versed on like truly disgusting movies yet at that point in my life. And I was just like, whoa, like that, it was like stomach churning when I saw that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's gory, man. It was pretty, it was a gory movie. And I, that was just like, oh, and it was like kind of a surprise. I was just like, okay, yeah, they're carrying this woman. And oh, (laughs) I guess (laughs) maybe that uh, middle support. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Somebody, somebody should have had the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. That's yeah. I gotta, I gotta YouTube that. That that sounds pretty gory. Uh, that I, I, I couldn't find it on a, YouTube. Oh, okay. That that's actually supposed to be like a decent film, right? You know, I remember thinking it was really funny, but I saw it with like Elliot and Joseph, two people who really love like tongue and cheek, so bad it's good type stuff. Um, 
So I really enjoyed myself. I'd be interested to see it again to see how it holds up. And it's got like Adam Scott and Elizabeth Shue in it. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, it's our boy Aja. I think. Yeah, Alejandra. He's Aja. yeah. Cool. We good should one. watch that. Yeah, yeah. I checked that out. That, that just for that kill, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, what's your number six? My number six uh, was the ring, and it's that scene where Samara pops out of the TV. Uh, I just remember being that like that that being like super scary and uh, a really cool way to attack someone when you don't expect someone to be popping out of your TV. And uh, the build up around it was great. The way like the water uh, kind of condenses around uh, the screen before she pops out, and then how she does her glitchy thing going up to the guy. Um, and then you know some of I think what we just talked about in pieces. You have this scene kind of interspliced with um, uh, the the female lead Naomi Watts uh, driving to get to this uh, person to try to save him, but uh, she's too late, and uh, Samra takes him. Why did you sound disappointed that this was the ring? Oh, <laughs> uh, just like my number like, six is the ring. Yeah, number six is the ring. <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of it's kind of mainstream. I didn't see it on any of the lists, and uh, yeah, I just don't feel like it's a kill that's often talked about uh but i don't know I, th- I thought it was like pretty scary and I, th- I think re-watching it like that yeah it's still like a pretty scary kill the ring is a scary movie it, it has been like made fun of and spoofed but it, it oh that's another big one we haven't covered yet which one scary movie we haven't covered the ring oh yeah we just did ringu didn't we yeah wait mm-hmm. did we no we've we talked did. about ringu but we never did an episode on it oh okay okay yeah that's a good one having our back yeah we should probably do that one at some point yeah. Um, all right, cool. Uh, number seven? My number seven is a kill in Zombie from 1979, also known as Zombie Flesh Eaters, directed by Lucio Fulci. And this is the eye trauma scene. Do you remember this one? I do, yeah. Where a, a woman is on one side of a door and there's a zombie trying to get on the other side. He ends up punching through the door and slowly pulling her eye towards the shard of wood that's sticking out and it impales her eyeball and it looks pretty real pretty good for 1979 practical effects and it's uh it's pretty gross and then she's there's a shot of her like screaming with this uh thing of wood wedged into her eye so i give it points for gore creativity and uh some authentic distress as well as as she sees what's about to happen to her right yeah yeah that was a great one i I saw that in a few lists and remember that being a very like visual, visually cool kill. <laughs> yes, yeah. visual indeed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, how about <laughs> you? Was your number seven? Uh, my number seven. Uh, so this one doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's not the kill necessarily doesn't happen on screen, but the implied kill is pretty haunting. It's the Blair Witch that that final scene where uh, we see the girl uh, kneels down, I think, on the floor in the, of the basements, and we just kind of hear like some screaming happening. Um, so yeah, the, it's not a lot going on here, but I feel like what it leaves to the imagination makes it like a pretty haunting, uh, kill scene. Um, but I know it kind of breaks the rules cause like, yeah, there's not like any gore or anything. And, um, but you do have like a, a likable character that you've been following around for a long time. It is like very scary. And, uh, it, at that time it was like super original, like, uh, the, the movie f- t- format for sure. And then, uh, ending like on this note felt like pretty cool. I think you might have some haters who are upset that you put that on here, but I think it's great. I, I agree, man. It's one of the best kills ever, even though so much is left to the imagination. It's just another step in the direction of us saying it's cool that you can only hear... Uh, oh, shoot, I don't want to spoil. go backwards and spoil. You can only hear a certain element of one of your kills that you mentioned. Oh, um, yeah. So, it, yeah, I mean, there is an art to keeping some things hidden from the viewer, and the Blair Witch Project just is... A, Prime example of that. So I think it's an awesome kill. I'm glad you put it on the list. Yeah, it's not something people typically think of when they think of horror movie kills, but I think it deserves a spot. It it honors a different type of kill. I guess, yeah. The kind that lives in your mind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about Uh, you? Reference back to the pieces episode again. (laughs) Yeah. All the other things that live in there. Uh, What do you got on number eight? Uh, from number eight, I put a kill from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Ah, shit. So uh, did I, man. Yeah. Which for number one, which, eight as well. Yeah, for number eight. Yeah. Which one Which one did you say? Mine is the hung on a meat hook kill. Ah, uh, mine too. Damn. Good one. Nice. 
Yeah. Wow, right at number eight tied together. That's <laughs> that's know. awesome. What Wait, is that the odds? first overlap we have? Uh, so far, it seems like it, yeah. Yeah, wow, wow. And on the same number. Well, same number, that's cool. A lot of people call it the sledgehammer scene, but yeah, I, I agree the meat hook one is a little more... This one, I, I love like the the shot of her like walking to the house and the the is, isn't she like playing like around with like bones before? Yeah, I mean the, the everything you see leading up to it is just like a haunted house, like from hell type situation. It's almost just like a collage of disturbing images, and then the authentic distress element is high on this one. Like, oh yeah, she's just so the ability to imagine yourself being put on a hook and like reaching backwards the the fact that she reaches backwards to like try to figure it out and when yeah. he's carrying her she's just flailing yeah like crazy like i in my mind i frown upon the acting in the first act of the texas chainsaw massacre but i've always been like oh marilyn burns at the end my god like so oh, traumatized yeah. it's awesome but whoever this actress is I don't have her name. She does a great job too. Like Leatherface is carrying her off and she's flailing. It's just like something about that movie just feels real. It's, I mean, it's the low budget, the lo-fi, the grittiness of it all. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's just a disturbing kill. And again, you don't see much, but man, just the, yeah. the scenario itself. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, crazy. And, uh, yeah, it just fits like the vibe of how like, uh, gross and dirty that movie is uh anyway like with the, how they shot it and stuff and this is this is awesome I, I agree she doesn't get enough credit as uh as one of the characters who gets killed here i feel like that's that's an awesome scene in this film yeah agreed and yeah i mean the sledgehammer scene is more like you see more visual violence but yeah i think this is a better kill too yeah yep cool yeah nice nice overlap there what about uh your number nine my number nine i feel like some people will probably roll their eyes at this kill it is from Event Horizon in 1997, and it is not the videotape, but it is when Baby Bear steps into that like decompression chamber or whatever, oh, yeah, and starts like slowly dying as he gets exposed to outer space. I think it's a really well executed, intense scene, and uh, Larry Fishburne's character is running towards him. <laughs> Lawrence? Larry Fishburne. Um, <laughs> so about Lawrence? Yeah, Lawrence. He's actually credited as Larry in my uh, number 10 pick, some foreshadowing. Oh, okay. All right. But um, he's like trying to get to the scene to save him, and everyone's screaming at him through the glass, and then he slowly kind of comes to and realizes what's happening to him. It's just a distressing and disturbing scene, very well executed. Yeah. And I am a defender of that movie, and I think it's a cool kill. Yeah, that that was definitely like one of the best kills in that film. Uh, if if you're not counting the tape, which is like the most like pretty memorable part, but that yeah, I mean the tape is just so heinous. It's even hard to call anything you see in there a kill. It's just yeah. like <laughs> an orgy of violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this this one was kind of heartbreaking too, uh, especially like the, there was like a, a strong relationship with that character too, right? Like he was like. Uh, um, like the, the, there were two people who like really looked after him or something or he had a close yeah, bond. Yeah, there was like a mother-son relationship with him and one of the other women on the ship. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tragic. Yeah, that yeah, a good one. Yeah, very sad. Yeah, nice nice sci-fi angle. Surprised that... Uh, about- oh, I'm surprised that's your sci-fi one. I feel like Alien was coming to the top of a lot of lists, so cool. You went yeah, with I saw a lot of Alien. I mean, that's a cool scene, but uh, I don't know, something about it. I think maybe just because it, it's spoof so much or it happens so mm. fast it happens really fast which is cool in its own way but it makes me f- think less of the kill yeah it's a little watered you know, down for me i think of yep. it more as a pivotal point in a movie at right. w- as opposed to a kill yeah yeah i agree i agree i feel like the bigger announcement it's like the aliens here yeah else. right <laughs> yeah <laughs> also that guy's dead yeah what was his Side name note. again <laughs> Um, all right, what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine was a movie we saw that I think we both uh, thought this kill was cool. It was Sinister, and it is the lawnmower scene uh, where he's watching uh, a bunch of those 8mm cassettes, and in one we see uh, a fun day outside or something, and then someone running over people with the lawnmower. Uh, again, I feel like this one pulls away a bit, so you don't necessarily see the kill. 
but I think you see enough to know that someone got run over by a lawnmower and just like the way <laughs> the you can way. connect the dots. Yeah. Gosh, I hope they were okay. I know they were probably fine afterwards. Uh, yeah. I, I just thought this one like kind of comes out of nowhere like uh, and it just like really surprises you and, and is pretty scary in the delivery. I see a theme of leaving things to the imagination in your, your list and I like it. Yeah. I like that angle. That's a good point, man. I, f- I feel like some of these best debts are the ones that aren't necessarily like spelled out, but you kind of know enough to know what happens and you're, you imagine the rest of it. It's interesting. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. What's, what's your last one? My last one, and oh, you know what? I had that lawnmower or that sinister kill on my uh, like Honorable below mentions. the line yeah. mentions as well. It, w- it was up in consideration. Okay, cool. Um. My last one is A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors from 1987, directed by Mm. Chuck Russell. And this is a puppet kill. And again, man, I feel sorry for you. I'm spoiling these for you. (laughs) That's okay. Um, I'm going to forget about it right after this. Yeah, you probably, I hope you forget. Yeah. But Freddy, like, has one of the characters, he, like, slashes their arms and then, like, uses their tendons as, like, puppet strings Oh, cool. And walks them around and walks them to a high tower where he eventually like manipulates them and cuts the tendons so that they fall from the tower and die while their friends look on unable to help. So Oh boy. It's a pretty wow. creative kill and it's um pretty distressing with all the friends like shouting at them to like come to and, and not to jump and uh and kind of gory too with these tendons. It the reason it's so low is it it looks a little silly. I mean, a lot of the things in the Nightmare on Elm Street films look a little silly, um, but this one especially. So it takes you out of it a little bit, but it's still still a cool kill. Yeah, I mean, tendons. Like, anytime you're showing those, that's pretty gross. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Nice one. I had you at tendons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, wow, so you had two Nightmare on Elm Streets, but uh, you didn't hit on the original, which I feel like is often cited as having some of the most interesting kill scenes. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Again, those are really cool scenes, and, and I think they're awesome. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I just didn't consider those for, for whatever reason. Yeah, I've got a, I've got some major franchises here. I've got two from the Elm Street franchise, two from the Halloween franchise. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, solid representation there. What's your number 10? My number 10, uh, and this is a film like I've only seen the beginning of, and like this is like a scene everyone talks about in this film. Um, you ever see the opening to Ghost Ship? No, I've never seen Ghost Ship. I've seen quite a few, it feels like quite a few people on our server have seen it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's a good movie or not, but I definitely saw the opening like years ago, and, and that sticks with you because uh, it's just, and I, I don't know if the rest of the movie holds up, but the opening is this crazy scene where it's just a bunch of people on a boat having a great time and some string gets pulled too tight and like snaps and like just cuts everyone in half. But like the way it happens, like, uh, it, like it happens so quick that people don't even realize they've been cut in half. And there's like this one girl who like it just misses and like observes like everyone just splitting into like this massive party just like splitting into uh, two people or like, yeah, their tops and bottoms getting separated. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds gnarly. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the opening scene's worth uh, watching for sure. I, I, someone will have to let us know if the rest of the movie is worth watching, but it's kind of a crazy and iconic opening scene. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that movie out. Yeah, cool, man. Uh, that, that was a fun uh, list of 10. I feel like yours definitely like kind of veered more around like the creative kills and like gore, uh, which is neat, and glad you hit like some of those franchises too. I'm glad we didn't have much overlap at all, man. I think we just named 19 movies. Uh, 20, right? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because I mean 20 minus 1, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, our number 8's the same. <laughs> math, math. Uh, Did you have any other movies you considered but didn't make it? Uh, yeah, you know, like that first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the kill of Johnny Depp. Uh, it was, the kill was okay. Uh, the blood that comes after is cool. And then Silence of the Lambs, I uh, thought that one kill scene that he uses to escape uh, was pretty neat. And then I had one from Halloween, the one where he pins that guy to the uh, board with the knife. Uh, I thought that was a cool scene. Uh, what, what about you? Uh, I had The Brood from Ooh, 1979. Which- 
I had the uh, that the specific kill on the brood was the teacher kill. Uh oh, the teacher kill. Which teacher kill? With she's like the kindergarten teacher gets killed by all the little people, and the kids kids are just like looking on in horror. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool, cool scene. And then, uh, what else did you have? Oh no, I think that was everything I had. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I also considered sleepaway camp, specifically the uh, bees nest kill. Oh yeah! (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) The shitting on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I had the your next kill that you included as well. I had the sinister kill that you included. Uh-huh. And I also uh, considered a kill from Possessor from 2020. Um, hmm. Do you remember the fire poker one? Oh, yeah. Right. That was a good one. Pretty intense. Yep. Yeah. And then the omen. Uh, the one the with nurse the- nurse? Or the maid? Yeah. The nanny at the beginning. Oh, the nanny. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that made a lot of top lists. That's, that's, that's iconic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like- it's a pretty straightforward, but it's haunting in its own way for sure. It is, yeah. Cool, man. That's the. I, I feel like the, uh, between us, those are a lot of like good mentions. Any ones you saw on lists that uh, you didn't pick for like any reason? Hmm. There were definitely ones I saw pretty commonly, like like Alien, that I just didn't didn't strike a chord with me. Even though I, it's not that I don't like them. I just like didn't find a place for them here. Yeah, but there's nothing just, that stands right. out. Uh, how about you? One that I saw often cited is the one that we recently saw in Saw, uh, the one with the um, bear trap. Oh, yeah. That was ridiculous. It wasn't even a That's like, what I kept thinking. Yeah. That's a, that wasn't a proper kill, right? Like, she escapes that. Yeah. 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 That was... I don't know why I saw that on the list. Yeah. Me too. Me too. That was a surprise. Um, no, I, I think uh, the other ones, either like I hadn't seen them or... Um, yeah, some of you were like, I saw them, and maybe they didn't have like that big of an impact, like as like Alien. This is one though that I like. I felt really uneasy about heading into this episode because I know so many people are going to have things they point out. Yeah, where they're mad we didn't include it, or they're going to point out stuff where they're like, Brian, I remember you saying this kill was awesome, and I'd be like, Oh yeah, that was awesome, but I totally forgot about it. I know. Like, I know. I think a lot was left on the table. I think we. Yeah. I know I missed out on a lot of modern movies that mm-hmm. I think could have been included. Yeah. In I know, favor I think of classics, just because they stick in my mind more. I've seen the movies more times. Sure. Yeah, I, I think of like uh, like Eli Roth stuff, like Hostel, Cabin Fever, or like uh, even The Evil Dead. Like I, I thought you might have some of those, but I feel like those films that are known to be like a little more gory or probably had some really creative kills that we're blanking on. Yeah, I think even some of like the... Some of like the gory remakes that we watched, I bet they had some great kills. Like I can't think of any specifically from um, The Hills Have Eyes, Aja yeah. again, but I'm sure there was something awesome in there that I forgot to mention. Right, um, right. Oh, speaking yeah. of remakes, I'm sure the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like I feel like that one had a lot of Oh, uh, yeah, man, that one did out. have some good. Some of them, too, are just like general scenes of havoc. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, like not like one specific kill that jumps out. It's just like, yeah crazy stuff right I, yeah, yeah i saw a lot of people put, put the burning uh in like that raft scene which uh i don't yeah i remember that being a really fucked up uh scene yeah i but, remember we were both like whoa that was intense but yeah again it's just like such chaos that it's hard to put it on as a specific kill right yeah exactly exactly yeah on that group stuff well okay cool that's that's a good list though and uh, some great honorable mentions and i'm curious to hear from our listeners, what we missed, uh, what you guys would put as your top five. Uh, shoot us a note on Twitter, Facebook, or on Discord and, and let us know. Really curious. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, anything else? That's all, man. Good episode. I liked your list. Yeah, I liked yours too, man. Great, great list. Uh, next time, uh, let us know if you have any suggestions for other lists we should do. But, yeah, uh, these yeah. Top, top fives are fun. Top fives are fun because they always turn into top tens. <laughs> so exactly. What in the future if we just want to switch that around? <laughs> but nice, nice work, man. Good, good uh, diversity there on, on the selections. Thanks, buddy. You too. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our conversation on the top five horror movie kills. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a review. That's going to help other people find our episode in our show, and we always appreciate the feedback. If you want to join the discussion, you can find links to our Discord server at horrormovieclub.com. 
We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll be announcing next week's films on there. So be sure to check that out if you want to see it before the next movie. Um, if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon, and you can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. And it gives you access to a lot of great exclusive content. I think we've got some other top lists on Patreon, don't we? Or is that... I can't remember if we put any top lists on there. I don't oh, know okay. if we did. All right, maybe not. Yeah, I'll take that back. Um, our our logo is done by Ibume Pop Art. You can find her on Etsy.com and some great merchandise for our show. And, oh shit, you got it until next time here? Huh, I don't know. Until next time, if you're trying to kill Ashman in a way that's really going to surprise him, maybe leave a little something to the imagination. <laughs> nice. That'll always get me. <laughs> Put a blindfold on him before you do. Yeah. <laughs> Keep me guessing. <laughs> <laughs> and always remember to support uh, people by the their middles. You don't want there. No exactly. Part. If you're car- carrying someone who's been injured, have, have one one guy in the middle. Yeah, he'll be that middle person. Yeah. Mm-hmm.